Okay? And if I still got breath in me, and I still got a heartbeat, and I still got a bloodline, well, guess what? My dash is still going. And I'm still an active participant in my own life with my God. Right. It ain't over, baby. You are listening to And If Love Remains, a unique show spotlighting people, ideas, science, culture, and art. Your host, Mike Lovett. Mike Lovett. Yes, Rachel. You are listening to the podcast in the sky, And If Love Remains. I am your host, Mike Lovett. I am very this is a very special, this is the first time we've got a video feed going on. I'm really excited. But most importantly, I'm excited to introduce you a good friend, Mr. Mike Sandoval, owner of Above and Beyond Pool, pool, pool modeling repair. I don't know, you'll, you'll tell a little bit okay. of your story. The man, <laughs> he, above, the man, the machine, but, but Mike, we've been friends for a long time, super successful guy. And I'm, there's some really crucial issues that I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about. So, welcome to the show, man. I'm glad to have to have you come by and visit me. No, thank you. It's been uh, it was it was an honor for me when you um, when you invited me on. It was a great honor for me to be on this because, like I said, like you said, we go way back. Yeah, we go way back, and you were one of and you hit hit the nail on the head not too long ago when you said um, you were pretty sure that you were a, a inspiration or a um, motivating factor in my life, and you were. I was so young. I was so young, man. I didn't know about mortgages. Yeah. I didn't know about like rule of 72. And I didn't know about, right? I didn't know yeah. about investments and about allowing your money. If your money's not working for you, it's working against you and all this good stuff that you and Jack yeah. um, taught me and bestowed upon me, man. I was like, that was all due to me. I was fired up. I was fired up. And I went out there and I was doing these mortgage deals and stuff. And so that was a huge um, part of my early life and really started my little gerbil um, on the little wheel that's ultimately um, got me to where I am right now. Man, that's, that's awesome. I, I really, that means a lot to me. And, and it was so great to get back in touch with you. When you talk about Jack, you're talking about my good friend, my mentor, Jack Selduty. Yeah. Just a, a guy that, that we got to know so well, a real inspiration, a guy who, um, you know, like I said, like you couldn't ask for a better mentor than this guy um, and a better friend. He's just a good guy and, and taught us a lot, taught us a lot. And so I was really thrilled to, you know, be able to share some of that knowledge with you and, and, and that you've been able to use it and use, you know, those business concepts, right. that, you know, and, and, and bring it, to, you know, bring it to bear, you bring it into your own and, and, um, you know, really, I, 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 you know, we're friends on Facebook and it, it thrills me to death when I see you, like you, you bought a new classic car, you know, or, or you're working on a truck or, or I see you like, you know, hitting the bag with your kids, right. You know, dude, that stuff just makes my day when I see it. Cause I just know, man. La Dolce Vita, the sweet life. That's what Mike Sandoval is, is living right now. Well, you know, um, with that sweet life, though, with that sweet life, with that life um, that society believes is sweet, um, at the end of the day, we have to believe it's sweet because yeah. what's good for the geese isn't always good for the gander. Well, in the sweet life, by the way, I don't think it just means like a monetary thing. Right. The sweet life is like, it's like it, what, what are these the, um, in that movie? Uh, show me the money like it's the quan it's the lifestyle it's the it's the family it's the the freedom the joys the spiritual life absolutely everything is is along with that absolutely and um with my life and with you know i got so many friends so many friends um and even family members you know um this isn't this isn't a a toot on my horn 
but I actually look at it the other way around. I, I don't like when they say it. I feel uneasy about it. You know, when, when they come up to me, they're like, Mike, you made it, or must be nice. That, that's a common phrase, right? Must be nice. <laughs> right. And, and what I know that they're relating that to is they're relating that to a monetary value. Yeah. Society, the world, for lack of a better term, let's just, we'll call it the world, okay? The world believes when a man can wear good clothes, when a man can drive nice cars and live in a nice house, he's made it. How many people, I, I know a few, and I know you know a few, that have everything I just said, but they're not happy. Right. They're not happy. Anybody who believes that strictly monetary thing or things, money or things is going to make you happy, they're wrong. That's almost like saying money, money is a direct indication of intelligence. Right. We know that's quite the contrary, don't we? We got plenty of examples. For sure. <laughs> to, prove that, to prove otherwise on that. So... If people want to look at Mike Sandoval and they want to say you made it or they or or must be nice or you're happy, I would prefer for that to be more along the lines of, you know, family, you know, my God, my family, my business life, and just everything around, not ever being perfect because we'll never, 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 never obtain perfection, but being as good as it can be for this moment in my life. Right. And I would prefer that kind of relevance versus you made it or must be nice and then thinking that because i drive a nice car i'm a happy guy right and by the way and i want to say i think it's important like you don't i mentioned the car thing but i don't mention it it's not the same thing as like somebody who's obsessed about like you know having like one upping a car because you like cars in the way that i love music right like in other words it's like it's it's a hobby it's a passion right. it's you know and so i love seeing that happen and, and seeing you know that that tr- success can translate into something that you really love and enjoy um that you can spend your time doing and i also think um and i think this is re- also really important and, and i, I want to talk have you talk just a little bit about this and it goes as you know be as detailed as you want. Like, okay. like, like if you want to just skim over it, I, I get it. But, but I think it's important for people to realize like that, that made it feeling or that made it, um, point. Um, it only comes with a lot of sacrifice and it comes with a lot of failure. That's right. And That's right. I, and Absolutely. I think it's really important for people to understand, like it's all, it's always on the other side of failure. So can you talk to that in your life? And oh, what- man, you're, you're, you're talking to my heart, my, <laughs> my heart, you know, I, I ran into somebody at one of my um, material suppliers. I ran into somebody at one of my material suppliers and I got to talking to him and he was, he was actually next to me in line and he was mad about his boss. He, okay. he was mad. Like there was some F-bombs going on. He was mad about his yeah. boss and our material suppliers, we go in there and they provide our pumps and our filters and all of our little gadgets and stuff necessary for the swimming pools that we build and remodel. And I'm in there, I'm in this line, he's in this line and he's just going off, man. It's, it's a bad day for this guy. My boss this, my boss thinks that, and he just doesn't understand or whatever. But I happen to know the company that his boss, that this individual individual works for. And it's actually a really, really good company out here right. in East Valley, very predominant company, very successful, a very respectful company. And I know who his boss is. So I kind of respectfully just kind of looked over and I said, um, I said, hey, sir, I said, um, your boss, I know him. And he said something kind of bad about him, but was kind of surprised, like, oh man, is this guy gonna tell him or what, right? right? <laughs> and Uh-oh, I said, and, and this is what I did. And I made it as simple as possible, but I also didn't wanna like make myself look bad. This wasn't a confrontational thing. I just wanted to impress on the guy and that's it, but do it in a respectful manner, okay? And so 
I looked over at him and I said, you know, do you know the difference between the most successful person you've ever met and the least successful person you've ever met? And he's looking at me and now I got the attention to, of, the, of the guys behind the counter, even helping this guy and then went helping me. And everybody's kind of scratching their head and they're waiting to hear the answer, right? Yeah. And I'm going to tell him my answer. I doubt this is the right answer, but it's my answer. Yeah. And I said, the most successful person you've ever met has probably failed way more times than the least, than the lesser successful person has ever tried. That's right. And he looks at me and I said, let, let me explain. I said, we only win when we don't stop trying. Yeah. We have to fail. And I'm gonna still try out of Zig Ziglar's book, right? We have yeah. to fail forward. Every time we fail, we actually learn and we can get better. We're not gonna learn in our winnings. We're gonna learn in our failures. Okay. I've had some failures in my life that have taken me to my knees, that have taken my money, that have taken my homes, my investment properties, have taken everything from me. And I'm borrowing from my in-laws to even pay my mortgage. Okay. But those failures right there contributed to the man I am today. Without right. those failures, it is not possible for me to be who I am today. Right. You see, I always explain it like a seed. You could take that seed and you can put it on your counter. It'd be an apple tree. Put it on, put it on that desk right there. Right there. Let's see how long it takes to grow. Okay, I'm gonna bet it's probably not gonna grow. But let's take that seed, let's throw it outside, let's bury it. Let's dig a hole, put it in that hole, let's throw some dirt on it, let's kick some dirt on it, and let's start to throw some water on it to simulate a storm, maybe even a storm in our life, right? Right. See the relevance here? So guess what? That seed's gonna grow. And when that seed grows, it's gonna bear fruit. But it's not gonna bear fruit sitting on that desk, but it's gonna bear fruit once it's planted. Yep. See, you know what the world says? I got buried. No, you didn't get buried. You got planted. You got planted. There brother. is a difference. So you have to fail, but the world considers failure as being buried or buried as being failure. But really, that's growth. You're only going to grow when you're planted. And that's, see, dude, that's you wisdom. Have to fail. That's good stuff. You have to. So because I am where I, where people think I am, it's because I have failed. It's because I have lost. It's because I have gone without. It's because I have slept in cars. It's because I had no money for food. It's because at some point with my belief in God, I wanted to succeed as bad as I wanted to breathe. Mm -hmm. And when one can obtain that level of, of that, that mindset in their life, you will succeed. I think life has this really, really amazing way of not denying he who wants it so bad. He who doesn't stop. He who will stop at nothing till he gets what he wants. Life has this amazing way of eventually just giving in. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's two things I wanna mention with what you just said. Number one, your belief in God. And yes. I think that's, that's first and foremost because in yeah. order to yeah. have that attitude, you've got to have faith. You have to have faith that when you're naked and alone, God's going to take care of you. Yes. Because there'll be a time when you're naked and alone and you're, and as a broken and fallen man, you've got to like reach up and go, okay, what's, where's my next step? And that you can only have the courage to be willing to fall that far knowing that your backstop is God. That's right. You know, that's, right. that's the only way. 100%. So, so that's number one that I wanted to say. 
the the second thing I wanted to mention is, um, I think we absolutely, and this goes along the same lines. We absolutely, uh, the biggest crisis in America today isn't the financial crisis. Right. It's not um, a crisis because it's not a political crisis. Um, it's not even a crisis of the family. It's a crisis. It's a spiritual crisis, and it's a crisis of faith. And if and if you want to succeed in life, the first thing you've got to do is find that faith. And and you know I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I know you are too. And so that's where I would recommend that people would start. But man, just find faith. Find find something that's gonna that's gonna give you the courage to take that next step into the darkness. That's right. I mean, faith is you know there's a, there's a million definitions of faith. Um, I like to say faith is um, allowing the soul to go beyond what the eye can see. Yeah. We, we've heard it in a simpler form, right? Taking the next step when you can't see the rest of the staircase. That's right. Okay. Believing in something greater and bigger and higher than ourselves. Okay. I do a little ritual when I wake up in the morning. I started this uh, a few years back. I wish I would have started it sooner. Right. And this is what I tell people. People that are having problems in their life. People that are having troubles. People that just seems like life has just planted them, right? And... They just can't quite get over. I'm totally using that for now, though, by the way. <laughs> they, they, they can't get over what life has done to them, right? Yeah. And here's what I tell them. I say, two things. My advice is across the board. My advice will work for just about anybody who's willing to use it. It's worked for me. I've seen it work for countless people. And I'm not just trying to give you some self-help or guidance or something I read in a book or something I've seen in a movie, man. I'm, I'm talking about something that has helped me personally and helps me daily. I wouldn't be the Mike Sandoval I am today if I didn't utilize these principles that work, okay? I'm gonna tell you one of them. One of them right off the bat is this. When I wake up in the morning, the first hour of my day is self-improvement and giving my day to God. I give my day to a higher power and that's called the renewal of the mind. Every day when I wake up, I want to give my mind, give my heart, give my soul, give everything in my being before the rest of the world wakes up. I wake up at 4.15 in the morning every day, like clockwork. I know. I see your post. <laughs> <laughs> but I do that for a few reasons, to get a jump on my day, and I need to get this right. Because mm -hmm. if I can get this right, I can always get that right. Well, and if you can overcome any kind of sleepiness, like if, like if you can have that kind of discipline, no matter how you feel, it's right. like you, it gives you a superpower. Absolutely. And my superpower is actually God's superpower. But he allows me, he lends it to me throughout my workday. Amen. You know? yeah. And so what I do when I wake up, I give it to him and I invest my time in him. And I ask him to lead me and guide me and allow me to see the things that I can't or wouldn't normally see on my own. And then it's just amazing, Mike. I can give you so many examples. We could be here for 24 hours talking about the examples that I've seen that God has done for me in my life. But let me tell you what else. And I tell this to everybody. I tell this to people. I say, you got, this is the number two thing. Yeah. Okay. I say, me and God, we kind of had this little thing going on. And he tells me, I feel he tells me, right? I'm going to take care of you. You're going to always eat. I'm going to take care of your family. And I'm going to give you all the desires of your heart. But you got to do a little something for me. And I say, Lord, whatever it is, you let me know. Yeah. I, I'm your tool. Use <laughs> me, right? Yeah. So he says, you ready for this, Mike? And I said, absolutely. And he reminds me every day, by the way. He says, Mike, you're going to get out there and you're going to invest in my people, my creation, your brothers and your sisters, your enemies, your friends, your coworkers, people you don't want to talk to. You're going to pour into them. 
when you continue to pour into them, I'm going to continue to pour into you. And I'm going to give you all the desires of your heart. But you're only going to do that by pouring into your people. Because if I am love, if God is love, think about that. If God is love and we are created in his image, when I'm helping people, I am working for God. Man, I got to tell you, this is, <laughs> I, I, I love this so much. And, and there's a couple of reasons I love it because I think, I think some people will listen to this or watch this and they'll think, man, that's just foo-foo stuff, man. That's, right, that's right. just, that, 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 I mean, that's, a, that's borderline new age crap. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, not, not that absolutely. I have anything wrong with new age. I'm just saying that's what people, but here's the deal. Like there's something absolutely real and, and, and you, and it's not something you can test when you're successful. It's something you have to test when you are trying to dig yourself out or when you're trying to see how deep you can go, how, how planted can you get? How deep right. can that root go? In other words, like it's gotta be, it, 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 there, there's a book um, in my tradition, which I love, which is, it says faith proceeds to the miracle. Right. And, you know, the, and the meaning obviously is, is that like, if you, you want to have a miracle happen, well, you got to show that faith and where do you show that faith? Well, one of the ways you show it is by doing those things prior to receiving the miracle. And when you're talking about pouring yourself into people, pouring yourself into, into your enemies, yeah. the hardest thing probably to do, pray for your enemies, bless those that curse you. Right. Oh, yeah. When you, when you're talking about pouring, pouring yourself into your family, pouring yourself into the, into his children. Um, and that there, there is a cosmic effect. There's a circular cosmic effect that, you know, and some people call it karma. Some people would call it, you know, what goes around comes around, but, but the universe, the universe, <laughs> cast right. your bread upon the water and it'll right. come back buttered. Right? right. Right. You know, like there's something about that. And, and yet we, we, we want to do this. We want to just hold on tight to our little precious, right. you know, and we don't want to give that up and we become, we become the, the person that was given one talent and we bury it in the ground and we go, Oh man, man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to protect this one. But man, if you just gave it away, that's right. How much more would come to you? And I, so I love everything that you you're know, talking about, man. And, and you know what, what changed my mind. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time and I've, and, and, and I've always been investing in others and pouring into others because that's how I win. And I had this conversation. I'm going to go deep on you real quick. All right. I had this conversation with somebody the other day. I had a, um, one of my, um, one of my, he's actually a, he's in a pool business, yeah. in a pool business. So he's, he's, he's like an associate, I guess should you say, or maybe a, a partner, uh, another company that we work with. Okay. Okay. There you go. He's a pool service guy. Um, does a great job doing pool service. And we had this conversation on the phone and this conversation got deep. And where we got deep was this. He, he had mentioned something to me. He says, he said, Mike, he says, man, you're such a selfless guy. So selfless, man. You're always thinking of others. And I stopped him for the while and I'm, I have a little play with words here. So just work with me. And, and, he, and he's a, he's a God fearing man as well. He loves the Lord. Yeah. Okay. And um, he wore the hat that says blessed. <laughs> um, and so I said, you know what, man? I said, you say that. You say that I'm selfless because according to, and I'm going to use this term again, the world, right? The world sees individuals who help others as being selfless, right? Mm -hmm. We're selfless. But if we help ourselves and we're only in it for ourselves, we are selfish. selfish. Absolutely. I said, but you know what? 
I'm not building my house here on earth. I'm building my house of glory in heaven. So let me let me flip the script on you real quick. I said, I want to be, I'm the most selfish person you probably ever met. <laughs> he says, well, hold, hold on. <laughs> well, hold on. Mike, bro, you are not selfish. I yeah. said, kind of am, man. I, I, I got a confession, right? Explain that to me. I said, I'm going to explain it to you. Here's what happens. I said, every single time that I want to make myself feel good, that I want to grow, that I want to reap the rewards that I believe God has set forth for us to obtain, guess what I do? I help others. I want to be first. So right. I know I got to be last. You see how that works? I got to put people before me because I know my God is always going to take me to the top. And I said, he has yet to fail me. I said, I'm very blessed. You want to talk about the world again? I said, it's just, it, it, it's so, it's, it's kind of worked that way, even in the monetary form thus far, but it's not even about the monetary. I said, my mind and my heart, I believe is right. And I am truly fulfilled when I wake up in the morning. But that is because I help others. Because in the spiritual world, I'm selfish. Right. I'm so busy helping others. I want to be last in the earthly world so I can be first in the spiritual world. And what something miraculous happens when you do that. The miraculous thing that happens when you do that, when you put yourself last here, you actually will even become first here. You know what Pitbull says? And I'm going to steal it from Pitbull. I, we don't sue me on this, right? <laughs> he says, anybody that says money can't buy happiness has not given enough of it away. Ooh. That was deep. That, that, that's so good. Deep. Anybody who says money can't buy happiness has not given enough of it away. Yeah. And then he goes on to say, he says, there, there, there's, a, there's a term, there's a song. It says, more money, more problems. He says, I think it's more money, more opportunities. Okay. That's right. We have to change the way we think. We have we to do. change our mindset. Okay. So going back to what I was saying, if you've got money, if you've got the financial capabilities, help others, bless others. You know why? Because no one has ever gone broke by giving. Maybe they have. I don't know of anybody. Yeah. I don't know of one person, Mike, that is given out of the kindness of their heart to help that homeless person, to, to give the, buy this person food, to put that kid through a private school, to buy this kid shoes. I don't know of one of those people that have gone broke and lost everything they have in this world because they gave their money away to a good cause to good people that need it. I don't know yeah. one. I don't either. <laughs> you, you see? You, and, 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 you know, I think, yeah, again, it, it's that, it's that, like precious it's, it, when, when you when you see money as energy yeah and not as a um you know and, and i'm gonna use this term I, I don't think this is exactly right but i'm gonna use it anyway because it's, it's crude but like as a thing to hoard right you know if you if, if you see it as energy that needs to, the energy needs to consistently be flowing it's got to keep going and and success and, and you know, when we talk about money, it's really, we're talking about like worldly success, like you said, right. like, it's not, um, it's not about the money. It's about like the La Dolce Vita. It's right. about like living the sweet life. Now I, I want to talk about something I know is, well, I think it's, it's, 
it's close to your heart. I think it's close to um, anybody's heart who who has, you know, as you said, I, people will say I've made it, you know, and unfortunately that has kind of a negative connotation. It can, it. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, you know, and I'm sure you've, you've experienced people. Um, let, me, let me premise it this way. You know, the, the Bible says the root of all evil is what money, right? right. No, the love, the love of money, money, right? The love of money. And so many times it's the people that, that don't have it, that love it the most. That's right. And, um, and I'm sure you've had this, had situations where you've had to, um, where relationships have been hurt, not because of anything you did, but because of the person you become or because of the, the worldly success that you've had. Talk to me, talk to me through that. That's gotta be like a difficult thing for you to work through. Yeah. You know, um, oh, hundred percent, man. There's, there's just a different, a lot of different angles you can actually go with this. And I'm just going to speak from my personal experience yeah. of, of both friends and family, uh, maybe employees, maybe coworkers, maybe business partners throughout my life. And, you know, one can question, one can question, does money change you? Does, does, does money make you into a person? Is money evil, right? right. Um, does money make you into a person that people around you don't want to be around? You know, potentially, you know, and I'm just going to say, you know, Dave Ramsey said it best. I love Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey says, you know, money's just going to make you more of what you already are. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're a greedy guy, you're a selfish guy, uh, you don't you don't like helping people um, on earth, right? And you just don't like that. Well, then guess what? When you have money, you're going to be just that times 10. You're just mm-hmm. not going to be spotlighted now, right? Because you have money, you're going to be expected to help because you have the money. Right. Okay. And vice versa. If, um, if you're an angry guy, I mean, if you're, if you're a happy guy and you're a giving guy and you're a God loving guy and, and, and again, Dave Ramsey says, why you need to make more money so you can help more people. Okay. And what I've learned in my, um, few years of existence here on earth is this, like when I, when my level of success started to do this, okay. What happened is people around me, even friends, oh, Mike, you've changed. Well, tell me about that. I'm curious. Tell me about that. Yeah. How have I changed? Man, you don't hang out with us no more. You don't go to the bars no more. You don't have a drink with us no more. You don't, you know, I said, well, you acting like that's a bad thing. Right. Okay. So this is the world we live in. The world we live in is when, when you elevate in your life and it doesn't have to be financial. Let's just say you elevate your life. Now you went on a diet. You went on a strict diet to where now you don't need to hang out at the places with your friends where they're going to be eating food that's bad for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't want to hang out club because you're a married man and you don't need to be there. Right. Okay. Well, when people around you are doing the things of the world and you don't feel that you need to be a part of that, all of a sudden now you're an outsider. You're not like them anymore. Okay. That could be with eating. That could be with um, people you associate with. That, that could be your social class. That could be the church you go to. But all of a sudden when you're not like them anymore, you're now the bad guy. Yep. Okay. And I think I've become a bad guy and, 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 uh, amongst maybe a lot of friends and family, because when I started to elevate, even, even in the way I think there's certain things that I just didn't want to do anymore. Well, I, I, I think, I think that's part of it, but I will say, I think there's another aspect to it and it's that they see your success and it's almost like a self-loathing where they realize potentially, yeah. you know, for, for a lot of people, I think it's like, wait, 
why haven't if they were to get on like a couch and talk to a therapist about it and were to tell the truth i think a lot of it would be like man why is my life so crappy and his life is so in other words they do the comparison thing right and they go and you know and you know the the story like what's what's the humblest man in a per, right. the humblest day in a person's life is when a man you know, reads in his journal what he planned to do and what he actually did, <laughs> you know? You're, you're 100%, Mike, and comparison is a thief of joy. The yeah, Bible talks about this. For sure. Comparison is the thief of joy. And Thou I shall not covet. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and, and I stay away from this topic a lot because it can rub people the wrong way, but um, I'll give you an example. And you know what? Love him to death. He's always going to be my brother. My, I'm talking about my biological brother. Okay. I, I love him to death. Um, yeah. I think you might have even met him. He used to be a best friend to Rico at one point. Sure, yeah. Um, so... I'm just going to pick on him, man. If you're listening, Cruz, I love you, man, with all my heart. Um, I pray for you every day, brother. You're always going to be my brother, and that's just the way it is, and we're family. Um, but one day, he sits out on my uh, back patio. Um, I just bought this new house. Um, you know, it's a big home. And we just moved in, got, and we're somewhat settled in, and we had this um, little housewarming party, and we're out in the backyard, whatever, and I'm just hanging out, and he's drinking a beer. And I don't like beer, so I'm not drinking a beer, but he's drinking a beer and we're just hanging out out there just talking chat whatever there's probably about five six of us sitting around and he's feeling real good and he says mike like that just mike i'm like hey what's up man what's going on and i'm sitting probably a little farther than you and i are yeah and he says hey man bro i, I gotta ask i gotta ask and i'm like yeah what's up what's up <laughs> what, do you, what can i be of assistance <laughs> to you for? right he says you made it man and he gets a little teary-eyed I mean, like, this is getting emotional, right? He's got a beard, and I think I think he really means this, right? Yeah. Three things that don't lie. Drunks, very little kids. Yeah. In yoga pants. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that joke, that joke. So, it's a good joke. <laughs> so, so, my brother starts asking me, He's or he starts telling me, he says, you made it. He wants to, he thinks there's a secret formula. Mm. This is, I think this is what you'll get into the self-loathing yeah. part, right? He thinks there's a secret formula to what he considers to be success. So he tells me, and I got family members sitting around. I got a couple of friends sitting around and he says, bro, you made it. I remember when we used to sell these little soda banks. Right, right. Out of, out of a little soda can, we used to be able to make a little bank with the top twist off. It looks like a real soda, top twist off. You can put money and uh -huh. valuables inside of it, put it in a refrigerator. If somebody robbed your house, they don't know what's that. But anyways, those I remember we used to knock on the doors and it was blistering hot outside, man. And we'd, we'd sell these things for five bucks a piece. We'd come home at the end of the day with like a hundred, 200 bucks. He goes, I remember those days. That was me. I was with you. We did that. And now you're here. Look at this house, man. Look at this pool. And he's getting excited. He's getting passionate, right? And he goes, I'm going to ask you how you did it, right? Right. He thinks there's a secret recipe. <laughs> there actually is, but it's not the recipe he wants to hear. Yeah. So people will come at you with that type of question. And that's why I think all these self-help guys, you know, these Napoleon Hills of the world. I like Napoleon, by the way. But No, no, I do too. <laughs> but I, I think but, I know where you're going. Yeah. You see? That's yeah. why they make so much money. That's why people want to listen to them yeah. because they think that by buying their book or listening to their audio that there's going to be an exact formula that's going to show them to be successful. And so here was my answer. And I stick to this answer today. And it's the same thing I told them then. And as I said, well, first of all, I said, Cruz, thank you, man. I said, I'm humbled, but I don't believe I've made it. I believe, I think, I think my God's got bigger plans for me. I think I'm in a position where I've got many years to grow and many years to get better and many things to learn. Yeah. I said, but if you think I've made it, thank you. 
That That's humbling to me. It really is. But let me tell you this. This is how I made it. When I let go of those things in my life that didn't benefit me, those things in my life that held me down, those things in my life that I knew was wrong, my God, your God, elevated me to places I never thought I would be because he was there with me the whole time. Mike, that's so easy though. Come on, man. <laughs> he, and, 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 and then he got mad. He got angry. He says, no, 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 man. God didn't do that. You did that. God didn't wake up in the morning and go to work. God okay. didn't sell that deal. God didn't do make this hustle. God didn't do I that. Love you it. did. By the way, I love it because that is the crux of the matter, dude. Right. That is so... Right. I mean, that's exactly the right... Like, when somebody's being honest, that's right. exactly what they're going to so, say. So, moral of the story. He wanted me to tell him, okay, go up the street 100 yards, take a right, knock on this door, ask him for this, they'll give it to you, go up the road again, go to the QT, hand it to the guy over the counter, and he's going to give you 10 million bucks. Right. Okay? <laughs> that's exactly how it works. He wanted a recipe. He wanted a roadmap to be what he considered to be a success. When the roadmap is the New Testament. Absolutely. And you know what? Here's the big, here's, here's the punchline of this whole thing, Mike, is when he asked me, I told him, but he didn't want to hear what I had to say. You see that? Yeah. He, he, he was asking for a question that he didn't want to know the answer to. Right. You see, because part of my answer means you have to have a belief and a faith in something bigger than yourself. You have to have a faith understanding that you don't see the end of the staircase, but you're still going to take that step. So Mike, listen, if you lost it all tomorrow, yep. Tomorrow, like, oh man, you're speaking to my heart, man. You're, <laughs> I don't, no, let, don't let me start talking about Job. Yeah, no, no, I'm serious though. <laughs> like, 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 yeah. I mean, not just not just your business, uh -huh. like your license, your every your your businesses, your your properties, your mm -hmm. family. Okay. You alone, naked. What do you do in the next day? What do you do the next morning? You know. So here's the right answer. I've never been there where I've lost my family. I've lost my business. I've uh -huh. lost everything. I've lost a lot. Yeah. I've lost everything, but you know, short of my family and of course all my clothes. But <laughs> so I can't tell you exactly how I would act, but I could tell you how I should act. Okay, this is fair enough. I, this is how I should act. You know, how I should act is I should ask myself, do I have my faith? And if the answer is yes, then I've lost nothing. That's right. If the answer is yes, I still have my faith, then I've lost nothing. I was born Wake up at 415, bingo. get your mind right. That's right. You know, <laughs> I was born into this world just like you with nothing on, with no friends, no monetary um, creature comforts, none of the above. And when I pass, I'm going to pass the same way. We've heard this a million times. It's that dash. What are you going to do about that dash? Right. The dash on the on the gravestone, That's right? exactly right. What are you going to do in that time? Okay? And if I still got breath in me, and I still got a heartbeat, and I still got a bloodline, well, guess what? My dash is still going. And I'm still an active participant in my own life with my God. Right. It ain't over, baby. And there's still time. Amen. Because if I got it once, I can get it again. There, there I'm just preaching to the choir here. I think you might have told me this, um, or Jack might have told me this. You can take like... 
all the wealth in the world because all the wealth is owned by like what is it five percent of the world something like that right owns like 90 percent 95 percent of the wealth right they own all the wealth and they, the statistics and the experts and all these engineers and much people people much smarter than myself and yourself say that if you take all the wealth in the world and give it to the bottom like five percent give that like five years and it goes back to the right the the people that had it in the first place and i'm sure there's several reasons why that is but that's my mindset but here's the thing and this is what i love about being a human being we know we know how to create wealth and and, and here's what i mean by that take a piece of wood right. that's laying on the ground doing nothing sitting there literally worthless off the tree it fell down in front of you take that piece of wood and what do you do I don't know, you, you look at it, maybe it's big enough, you do a little carving on it, you do a little, you make it into something, you, maybe you maybe you build a walking stick or a chair right. or something, and all of a sudden, that little piece of wood becomes valuable. Right. And what did you just do? You didn't, you, you, you created wealth out of nothing. You created wealth out of something that was, that was worthless. That's right. Out of, out of something that would have been just burned, you know, and that's worth something too, but I'm just saying, like, like, we naturally create value if we allow ourselves just to do it and to give, you know, to, to allow ourselves to see those opportunities. Yes. And whether you're naked alone or have a multi-million dollar business, wherever you are in life, it's about where can I find value? That's right. where, where can I create value that will bless other people? Because this is, I really believe this. And I'm not talking about like corporatism or cronyism or some other form of free market that isn't really free market, but I'm talking about free market capitalism. If you want it, you want to be successful, serve the most people. That's right. Amen. Amen. You dropped the mic on that one. I mean, drop the, the mic. mic, drop the mic. That We're is- I have two mic drops here. <laughs> Part of the pun, right? <laughs> You know, there's so much to be said about that. There's so much, so much to be said about that. I, I got people in my life that experience a lot of depression, a lot of depression and anxiety, both sides, right? Yeah. Depression, anxiety, somewhat different, somewhat the same, you know, a little bit different, somewhat the same. Um, but at the end of the day, I tell both of them that there's only one cure. Help somebody else. And I bet you that'll go away because when you're involved in the service of others, you don't have time to worry about what could happen over here. Right. You see? And so I, every single day when I wake up and I told you I give give that first hour to God and I had this renewal of the mind and I'm ready to, I'm putting on my armor and before I go out into the world and I'm ready to conquer anything and any obstacle and any speed bump that comes my way, I mean that. But this is how I do it. I do it by the, I do it in the service of others, whether that be my clients, whether it be my people that work, nobody works for me, everybody works with me whether that be with my coworkers, whether that be with my family, whether it be with my wife, you know, um, I want to invest in them because I am selfish. The more I help them, the more I succeed and win. You see how that works? That's kind of like, that's almost market. That's almost multi-level marketing type stuff. (laughs) I want to see you all succeed because when you succeed, I succeed. Well, in the spirit, it works the same way. It works the same. When we help others, we in your business, you're in the pool business. Yes. People contact you because they want a pool. 
Right. 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 And so you give them exactly what they want, not kind of what they want, not sort right. of what they want. You give them exactly what they want. And, and if possible, you go, you know, above and beyond mm -hmm. what they want. And when that happens, it, this is the thing that I don't think people understand about economics. It's not a win-lose situation. It's a win-win situation. It's not like you get the money and they don't get anything. No, for them, the pool is more important than the money. For you, because you've got the skill, the money is more important than the pool. And so it becomes this symbiotic relationship where yes. everybody yes. wins. And and the, the more we can think about things in terms of that, and we can see like... It, and, and, and the thing I love about that idea is then it takes money out of the equation. In other words, we could be talking about dollars, Bitcoin, gold, barter. That's like right. it doesn't matter. That's what right. matters is that I'm serving you and you're serving me. And we have this, this mutual voluntary exchange that, that takes place. 100%. 100%. You know, um, I remember uh, John C. Maxwell. He got asked to do, um, you're probably familiar with John C. Maxwell, Transformation sure. Leadership, right? Yeah. Um, John C. Maxwell got asked, he was a pastor for many, many, many years. And he, then he switched and he started doing uh, leadership. He speaks on leadership. Um, he's the number one speaker on leadership in the world and has been for many years. Um, John C. Maxwell says that he got invited to speak on business leadership. And he turned it down. He says, um, excuse me? And they said, well, we, we, we want you to come speak to our team on business leadership. He says, no, 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 no. He goes, there's no business leadership. There's just leadership right it can apply to business but it's leadership and it's universal there's no business leadership you don't lead somebody different in business than you'd lead on the, on the on the personal or civilian side of your life it's just leadership right you see and he goes more specific and start start talking about transformational leadership and that's a whole nother well and leadership something. like again like i think a lot of people think of leadership as like i have a vision and i'm gonna i'm gonna no. drag all of you towards that vision no. that's not leadership leadership is like i want you to achieve your vision and maybe my vision and your vision can work together here's all leadership is you ready people complicate this it's influence <laughs> yeah that's all it is it's influence that's leadership okay it's it's not somebody with a whip cracking a whip that's and right. watching the guys work no that's that's a boss we don't want bosses we don't have bosses that are above and beyond you know what we have we have leaders and we have future leaders that's all we have but going back to what you were saying talking about this transaction and you're like you do pulls and yeah. i know you wanted to say it but you didn't say it you wanted to say mike how do you pull what you're pulling out of this how do you pull that how do you pull those fundamental values of helping others by giving them a pull and i know you're trying to correlate the right. two well let me tell you how i do it mike make no mistake about it I'm in the people business. Pools is what we do. Helping people is who we are. See how that works? The day I realized that is the day my business took off. See, and this is this is this is amazing because um it sounds like a commercial. It does. Right? It sounds like it something does. you would say and 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 rightfully so. Like it sounds good, but like the proof is in the pudding, it right? Is. In other words, people can say it but the, the truth of the matter is like, and, and, and it's not about, it's, it's not about pools. It's about like helping people realize, get what they want. It is helping us people get what they right, want. Right. Right. Always get what you want. Right? <laughs> we, we, we know. This. Um, one more, more time, man. Another story. I love the story because I live my life in these stories because they impress so much upon me. And this is a prime example of what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Yesterday we had a lady in our office. I'm not going to say her name. Uh, she was in her office, her and her husband, she brought her 
cutest little cutest little daughter and I, I just she even had her daughter had some good jokes she, little daughter probably about three years old had a great joke maybe i'll tell it to you at the end so anyways she comes in and we took on this client because of a pool company that went out of business okay okay this lady was a realtor um she may feel like maybe she should have saw the signs maybe she should have had a better idea that this guy wasn't going to do good business for her she was i think 10 months in the pool building process and the guy went kaput cost her a lot of money yeah okay she paid for equipment she didn't have equipment she paid for a finished deck she didn't have a finished deck um she has a pool at the shot creek stage and she was we were a referral from another company that couldn't take on this caliber of a job referred her to us and welcomed her with open arms and I have to tread carefully. Being a contractor, I have to tread carefully in these situations because they've already had a horrible right. experience. They've already spent a lot of money. A lot of money. Horrible experience. If it wasn't for them just trying to sell this house and, 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 and move on the deal, they may be okay with this pool just sitting there unfinished for several years right. to recoup their money. But they got to they gotta finish this pool. It's 80% done or 75% done. They need to move forward. I get it. I don't need to go in there with arrogance, with an ego. I don't need to go in there like I'm gonna be her savior, like I'm gonna come riding in on a on a black horse and I'm an I got an armor and a, and a marine corps <laughs> right, right. scabbard, right? None of that stuff. I need to come in there because she's my boss. I still have a servant's mentality and a servant's heart. I will be honored to earn her business if she's willing to give it to me, even after she got really taken advantage of. I drive up to her job site. In a 2015, paid for, slightly dirty vehicle, okay. Um, I think I have four tires that don't all match because I might have been riding on a donut. <laughs> Whatever. Point being, I didn't pull up in an F-350 diesel dually. Yeah. Okay. I pull up in a normal vehicle and I show up and I tell her, my name is Mike. Nice to meet you. And I want to see what she has and I want to listen to her. I don't want to tell her what she needs. I don't want to tell her, you. I recommend you do this and I think you need, no, 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 no. She she knows what a pool's going to take because she already paid for one. She just didn't get it. Right. Okay. Tell me what you need, ma'am. I'm here to serve you. Okay. And when all was said and done, she was still kind of, you tell she still had a little bit of anxiety going. She's like, can you, can you do it? Is this something you guys think you can do? Is like, is this possible? Can you get this done within the next 30 days? How long will this take? She had a million questions. Maybe the question she should have asked the first time. Right. And, and it is what I told her. I put my booklet down and I said, what do you do for work? And she says, oh, I'm a realtor. I said, that's really, that's really, really, really cool. I said, um, well, and I mean, with this, with this market right now, you must be, you know, you, you gotta be, if you're still around, you're still doing business, you must be a really good realtor, you know, and, and a beautiful house, by the way, you know, and, um, you know, she told me she had, she had a little daughter and, you know, I wanted to know her. Yeah. I want to know her. She asked me a million questions. I wasn't going around. Her questions, but I wanted her to feel safe with me, Mike. Right. Let me tell you why. Because it was obvious she liked me. She was talking to me. She was she was corresponding with me. She was telling me the issues in her backyard. She was telling me about this other company. She liked me, so she talked to me. But if she trusts me, she'll right. buy from me. Okay? My goal, my objective, I need to get her to trust me. Because in all reality, if she's not going to trust me, I actually don't want her business. Right. I'm not being egotistical. Well, I got so much work. I don't need your bit. No, I'm not doing it at no, all. No, no, but we've all been in situations where 
where you've taken a job and realized, uh, this, I knew from the start, this was going to go bad. Right. <laughs> you, know? you know? So I want to get to know her. Yeah. Okay. I want to get to know her. I want to get to know her and I want her to feel as warm and fuzzy with me as possible because you know what? Mike Sandoval and above and beyond is going to stand behind what they say they're going to do. And I put my name on it. Okay. And our reviews say that, but I don't care that our reviews say that. I don't care that her referral that referred me to her say that. I want her to see it firsthand. So when I'm done with her job, she's going to be happy. She's going to get everything and more of what she paid for. But you know what? That couldn't have happened if I wasn't in the people business. Right. You see, the pools is just kind of something that I do because that's my skill set. But when it comes to people, that's why I even bothered to do the pools. Kind of like General Motors, right? General Motors, I don't know if you've heard this. They make more money in the financing department of what they do. Yes. Yeah. They, they just build the vehicle. In some cases, they lose money on the build. Right. They build the vehicle so they have something to finance. You see? Yeah. Make no mistake about it. I'm in the people business. We just do it through swimming pools. Hey, Mike. You want to come back? <laughs> I'm serious. Dude. Deal. Let's do All it. All right. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Am I, I getting an invite? Dude, you got to invite. You got to invite. We'll, we'll, Let's we'll, do it. I mean, we'll, we'll do this. We'll do this, you know, again, because okay. you're firing me up and I know you're firing people up listening. Because um, again, this this is something that doesn't just apply to pools. It applies to financial services. Right. It, applies to, it applies to life, you right. know? And I think, you know, having these conversations out in the open and, and you know, I think can help a lot of people. You talk about being in the people business. Right. And if, if, if somebody can listen to this and go, you know, I want to implement one thing. In fact, let me ask you, like, what's one thing that you would say, man, you just start with one little thing. What would that be? Get a haircut? <laughs> <laughs> here's, the, here's the one thing. You ready? Yeah. Write this down. You, you, you got a pen? I'm, I got, yeah, I'm just yeah, 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 yeah. Success what? is the byproduct of helping others. Okay. They're successful. You. Byproduct of helping others. Help others, you will succeed. There it is. There it is. There it is. Mike Sandoval. Thanks for coming on, man. Dude, <laughs> it's, been, it's been too long. My Seriously, pleasure. dude. It has. It's man. been a pleasure. It's been great. You are listening to End of Love Remain. First of 23 installments requested by Dr. Levitt. We're trying to be in compliance here because we're taking him and that whole organization down. <laughs> <laughs>